Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be uh, playing a game again of You Can Only Keep One. So we did this a few weeks, not a few weeks ago, we probably did this a few <laughs> months ago now. You know, time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and so where we kind of gave ourselves three choices, and you can only keep one of them. Did, so, did, did we recover the time stone? Yes. Yes, we have the time stone now. <laughs> hey, Marvel actually came out and said that officially all the Infinity Stones are destroyed in this universe. I don't know why they did this. I think they're preparing us for the rumored... Uh, there's apparently a rumored other Infinity Stone out there that we may see in the Eternals. Mm. So I feel like the fact that they just came out and said, hey, look, it is official. Thanos did destroy all of them. They're setting us up for something. Is there an infinite number of Infinity Stones? Like... <laughs> I would assume that there were only the correct, like the amount that Thanos had on his glove. No, apparently there's a there's another one. There's like a, a seventh one that th- there's other ones in the comic books. And there's a seventh one that people are rumored. People are saying that it's rumored that's going to show up in the Eternals. Is it the Muscle Infinity Stone that Kumail Nagiani got? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He that guy definitely has an Infinity Stone. <laughs> so yeah, so it is strange that they came out with that, but. We digress. We got off on a tangent there already. <laughs> <laughs> this is the expert podcast where uh, you you should go and vote for us. Too. Yes, again, yes, we're we are we're great segue so, there. So professional. Yes, great segue there. So we are again as a reminder to all our listeners. Um, we entered into the podcast award. So if you could go and nominate us, it's podcastawards.com. Uh, if you could go nominate us for uh, the entertainment category and the people's choice category, we would appreciate it. Also, um, the shameless self-promotion category, uh, I think we have that one on lock. Yes. I don't <laughs> think that's a real category, but if it is, vote for us under that one as well. So, <laughs> But no, so so what we do is is we have uh, three options. We can only keep one. Last time we did theme park edition. This week, we are doing food and snack edition. Oh, uh, you know this is going to be so Yeah, hard. this is going to be tough. So, But before we get into that, uh, cover some Disney news. So... Uh, a few items. So one thing is that Disney announced they are um, releasing um, with Lucasfilm and Oculus. They're releasing a Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge VR game. Mm. So it's going to be building off of Galaxy's Edge. I think this is probably one of the things they've you know kind of like rumored about how there's you know going to be more stories and interactivity that's not just in the theme parks. So there's going to be a, a VR game that's going to tie into the galaxy's edge story and a star Wars. So it'll be interesting to see like once that comes out, like what that all entails. But I think that it's kind of an interesting, you know, take on it that you're going to be able to play this game. It's going to tie into when you go to the theme parks, it's going to want to make you go to the land. And then when you're at the land, you can play something on the game that ties in. So two questions for you. Uh, one, I wonder how close to like the void experience this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be, well, this is like an at-home VR experience. Right, so, so you're not going to have the, yeah, it's the more, tactile. Yeah, it's more of a video game you know, mm-hmm. type thing. So I think it's a similar, I mean, it's a, a the Void is a good comparison because that's a Star Wars VR. Um, but yeah, this is more of a game. And they've yeah, done that's a little some, more full immersive. Yeah, and they've I'm done sure. some other you know, VR um, Star Wars games. They had the, there's a Darth Vader 
uh, VR game we, out there now on Oculus. So the, I think it's something similar to that. Yeah, we have that one. I can't remember what it is. It's like the lightsaber fighting one. Yeah, no, that's a completely separate one. Like that's not on Oculus. That's like its own standalone thing. Mm-hmm. But I know they, they have done this with Oculus before. So it's, it's an interesting tie-in that they're going for. And so. my second question is, have you ordered an Oculus yet? That's what I was going to say. I'm going to need to get an <laughs> Oculus now once this game comes out. <laughs> exactly. All right, so the other thing, I just kind of want to plug the uh, the documentary Into the Unknown about Frozen. If you have not watched oh this my on Disney Plus yet. It's riveting. This is absolutely fascinating. And that means a lot coming from you because mm-hmm. this is like the behind the scenes of the making of Frozen, which you you tend not to like this yes, kind of stuff. But exactly. But you, you are real into it, which exactly. is great because I love it too. Yeah. Usually when we sit and we watch TV together at night, um, Joe has like all these YouTube channels that, he, that come up and they're like, how the sausage is made and i'm like oh my god yeah, it's like how all the rides Can, work and yeah everything yeah and, and the that's parks. just not History my thing but this is so cool to see the inner workings of them trying to create a movie and to like actually understand or try to i mean you can't get a full understanding of it but you can get a much better understanding of all of the inner workings i think at one point we just watched an episode today where they said there are 400 people working on this movie. Um, I mean, just just little tidbits like that where it's just mind blowing and like how much work and effort goes into every single part of it um, and how so many different departments have to have a touch on it. There's lighting like they actually have lighting and that's separate from, you know, the animation and everything. Yeah. What I found fascinating is you know, it, it's the year before the movie premieres. But what I find most fascinating is, you know, four months out, five months out, they still had fifty percent of the movie to go yeah. like to to animate. So they're doing screenings, and they still have pencil drawings in there, and they're still trying to figure out, well, do all these songs work? Do we need to rewrite these songs? And I was thinking, you know, it takes a long time to animate. I kind of figured, oh, they got the movie animated you know, a year beforehand and they're just kind of fine tuning the music and everything like that. Like I'm thinking more of, I guess like a traditional movie where you film everything a year, a year and a half out. And then you're, you know, the last year is working on the visual effects and the score and the editing. Whereas like, it seems like, you know, they're three or four months out and they still have 40% of the movie to go and they're cutting scenes. And they mentioned an animator can work for a week and they get three seconds of a film. You know, three, three seconds of the movie. So if they cut, you know, five minutes of the movie because a scene doesn't work, that's months of, of animation. So many different people that had their hands on it and worked on it for extended periods of time. And now all of that work, I mean, essentially is not, is is for not because, you know, you can learn and, and grow from that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's great. And all they, they dropped all episodes at once. So it's all out there. You can binge watch it It is a great documentary. Just wanted to mention it. The last thing I want to touch on is James Gunn did an interview a few weeks ago and he was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, uh, the new ride at Epcot. If people aren't aware of it, it's a, a roller coaster that's going into Epcot. And he said it is, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said it's like the craziest thing he's ever seen and it's going to be terrific. And that got me so much more excited because when they um, converted Tower of Terror over at DCA to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, James Gunn was super excited about it. And he said, like, I'm really excited to be a part of this. This is great. I can't wait for people to see it. And that's like the greatest ride. Like that was probably like our favorite ride yes. over, over at DCA. And so the fact that he is now saying like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like you guys aren't going to believe what they can do. And 
it's probably going to be better because they're building this from scratch as opposed to just doing an overlay. Like they, they did an overlay on Tower of Terror and made it a hundred times better. At least that's what we, I know a lot of people don't necessarily care for it as much, but you know, I think they made it so much better than what Tower of Terror was. The fact that they're building this from scratch I, and that James Gunn is so excited about it, I, I cannot wait to ride this ride. They took a ride that is kind of meant to be scary and they made it into a blast. And that's why I love it so much. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what this this is going to be like. Yeah. So James kind of proves it. I'm ready for it. So, all right. So going into our main topic. So, again, you can only keep one food edition. So we're going to have three choices. can only keep one of them. Uh, and it's all kind of food related. And all of these choices, uh, so, you know, some of the stuff – I try to pair, you know, so if we did restaurants, I tried to pair similar style of restaurants and the fact of like quick serve, like I didn't want to mix a quick service restaurant with a, with a table restaurant, um, just cause that might not be a fair comparison. So I try to keep it level in that regard and it's all places we have been. So, you know, you might be saying, oh, well, like this one doesn't really match up with that other one. We should have picked a different option instead. But I try to do places we are familiar with at least. Right. And that way we're not talking out of nowhere and have absolutely no understanding of what this place is like or what this item, this food item is like. Exactly. All right. So the first set of three. Uh, so this is kind of the more, you know, the the sit down table restaurant. So you can only keep one of these. Be Our Guest, Sanaa. Or les les Criers. I think I'm saying that right. Ooh. So these are, these are kind of like the more Ooh. like higher scale. Be our guest is themed. Uh, the other two really aren't necessarily as as themed as much. But so you can only keep one of those. Ouch. Um. All right. So for me, I I could pass on be our guest. I don't remember the food there being particularly spectacular. Uh, La Criere, uh, is amazing. However, um, you know, right now, I, I don't know if this will be for, for always, but for right now and for the past like six months, I've been vegetarian. So a steakhouse isn't necessarily a place that, um, you know, has a ton of options. So Sanaa is actually much better for that, but... I would love to go back to Sanaa and check some of the stuff out because I we've only been there once. But be, just based on the poutine, which I believe does not have any sort of meat. Well, if you get the red wine. In it, yeah. If you get the red wine one, which is right. the one that I other, got. The gravy probably has meat Oh, yeah, in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I wasn't, yeah. The okay. red, so is that the one you're keeping? So I think I would keep La Crane just based on the, the poutine. And I think they had Brussels sprouts, but I think their Brussels sprouts might have had bacon in them. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, I'm probably going to surprise you with this one. I think I would probably keep Sanaa really? out of the three of these. So, and Be Our Guest would probably be second. I'm kind of torn between those two. And wow. Be Our Guest, I think, is a good one to keep because it is so well-themed. To yes, your point, I mean, I mean, the food, and they have changed the menu since we've been there. And it's now more like a prefixed menu, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a little bit different than than when we were there. But it really is, I mean, it is worth it to go in there and you're kind of in the castle, you know, you're, you're in, you know, the beast castle and everything. They have the room with the rose that the petals fall. So it is really interesting to be there, but it is kind of very much built for like large groups of crowds to come through there. Right. I think I would keep Sanaa out of all of these because 
one, it's a different style of cuisine that you don't really see at the parks a lot. Mm-hmm. And also being an Animal Kingdom Lodge, that is such that that whole lodge is such a unique feel. The fact that it has a zoo in the middle of it yeah. that you can see the animals. The theming of that, like I, I would think, okay, if you got rid of Sanaa, what are you going to put in there? Like it fits so well in there with the theming that you just can't put any random restaurant in there. Like it, it has, it's a very specific theme and it just, it fits so well that everything about that place is so perfect. I wouldn't want to get rid of that. I mean, you could, yes, be our guest as well theme, but you could put another themed restaurant in there. You could get a Tangle theme restaurant, you know, in Fantasyland or something. And and you know, uh, Le Crier, you have the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Like, there's other steakhouses. I feel like you could change something out there, but I think Sanaa is the one you have to keep there. Wow, now you kind of made me reconsider my my vote there. Uh, I, I mean, I was definitely already on the fence with Sanaa because it is good, but um, I kind of came out of left field with that one. You did because you're not the ethnic like the ethnic food eater of the two of us. I'm definitely the one that's very exploratory in my eating. Um, so yeah, all right, cool. All right, so the next group is uh, the Sci-Fi Diner, Beaches and Cream, and Mama Melrose. Okay, and again, so this is still like a, a table service, but it, I'd say more like a step down, right? You know, kind of table service. So, out of these three, and this is, you know, so so Sci-Fi Diner again is, is a very highly themed one. I really like that. You kind of get the you're sitting in the cars, you get the drive-in movie theater, you get like the the B movie trailers and everything. That was really great. Beaches and Cream. That's really all about the ice cream. They have they have good food there, but it's really all about the ice cream, chocolate cake, frozen sunshine. Those are my favorites. Uh, the Mama Melrose is uh, Italian. And really, this is just because, again, I love the frozen sunshine so much. I think I'm keeping beaches and cream out of all of these. I don't really have – I really don't have a great – explanation for this one because again the sci-fi diner is really cool is really cool i i would say out of these i I mean mama melrose was good i don't necessarily think that like one has much better food than the other so I, i don't think you could say like oh you know mama melrose food is far and above the best out of all three of these or you know, beaches and cream is the best. So I, I don't think you can, you know, keep one for that. So I think just for like the desserts and the ice cream and everything, I'm keeping beaches and cream. And that has a good vibe too. I, li- I like the vibe. It's on the boardwalk. Out of these three, I'm keeping that one. The other two can go. You can fight me. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. I, I think that uh, I-, I figured whenever I read this one that you and I were going to agree. Sci-Fi Diner Really cool theming. I remember thinking the food was not great. Um, and it kind of gets those reviews that it, it mixed on the food. Like some people are like, it's okay. I mean, it's decent food, but you're going there more for the atmosphere. I, I literally could never go there again. It would be absolutely fine with it, to be honest with you. And then Mama Melrose, I almost forget completely going there. And I do find that about a lot of Italian restaurants. You know, like I grew up eating Italian food. I am Italian. Um and for some reason, uh, it takes a very special Italian restaurant to strike me as very good. Italian's not my favorite kind of food. So Beaches and Cream, far and away because No Way Jose, the peanut butter and hot fudge del- delight featuring chocolate and 
vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, and chocolate morsels, whipped cream, and a cherry. Okay, you better quit reading that because you're going to get hungry. I, I was just going to say, I had ice cream already today, and now I am drooling like one of Pavlov's dogs. You're still eating that Pixar-flavored ice cream uh, <laughs> that we did. So if you haven't checked us checked out our YouTube video on that where we taste test all the Disney Pixar-themed ice creams, go check that out. We still have a lot of them left. But I will say the other thing about Mama Melrose is now with the whole reconfiguration of Hollywood Studios, I feel like it's kind of lost because it was on the streets of America and with Galaxy's Edge, that whole kind of throughway got cut off and now it's kind of tucked in a corner by Muppet Vision. And I feel like people really don't go there because they're just trying to get to Galaxy's Edge. And so I feel like if you got rid of that, you could probably replace that with a much better restaurant that fits in you know, theming better. Hey, maybe let Galaxy's Edge expand a little bit, or or do something different with it to try to to draw people. You know, do do some something different theme just to ch- kind of draw people there. So I think that's probably another reason why that one could go, and and you could do you could do so much better with I think that that space. And one final, not that I need to argue for Beaches and Cream, but Beaches and Cream has a plant based burger, and they also have a grilled cheese sandwich. So there's actually really decent vegetarian options so you can actually have food and your dessert frozen sunshine get it no way jose get both of them <laughs> get both of them that's so. true all right hey that works you're trying to like no way jose yeah. <laughs> like you're telling no but get the frozen sunshine all right all right so the next one so this is snack based all right so we're going with mickey waffles mickey ice cream or mickey beignets so all mickey themed snacks all right so and uh, when I say ice cream, I'm talking about like the 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 chocolate dipped kind of ice cream bar. Yeah, that, the Mickey that's, bars. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah I would I would to. call it Mickey bars. So I think this one's easy. Um, So the Mickey beignets, those are good. They're very delicious. But I also did order the Monte Cristo, just like the cheese version the last time I was there. And I ordered the beignets on top of it. And I remember the. um the Monte Cristo being far and away better than the beignet, the <laughs> far and away better than the beignets. So I could still order the Monte Cristo sandwich and I enjoy it more. So no to the beignets and also Mickey waffles, although they are absolutely adorable. Don't uh, tell me you're going to get rid of Mickey oh, waffles. A hundred percent. First of all, you can have, you can buy your own iron right, so and you're make wrong. your own bi- so you're Mickey wrong. waffles. Right, so and also you, it's you a waffle. Answer. It's a waffle, Joe. It's no, a waffle. No, it's not yes. a waffle. Yes, it's a it, waffle. Okay, it is a waffle. I'll give you that. But it is a waffle in the shape of Mickey. Right. Which adds a completely different flavor. Hear me out. <laughs> you can taste that it is shaped like Mickey. If you I'm, if I'm you sorry. put two waffles next to each other, I'm sorry. Blind is this a taste test? Is this a synesthesia thing? Blind taste <laughs> test, right? If you blindfolded me, I could tell you what's wrong with a Mickey waffle because there is there is magic mm. in every bite. Of a Mickey waffle. So, mm. I, I, hey, I love Mickey ice cream bars as much as the next guy. I do think I, beignets are the third one on this I, list. That one's easy. I would argue. You have to go with Mickey waffles. I would argue that you can taste the magic in a Mickey bar. It's because you can have a Klondike bar, which is similar, but there is a something, there's something special about the way that that chocolate cover, co- chocolate covered goodness of the vanilla ice cream. I, I don't know if they put use extra fat ice cream or they use a special dark chocolate or it's the the proportion of um, chocolate to vanilla ice cream. There's something about this or the fact that they serve them like super chilled and very cold and in Florida where it's nice and hot, that this is the superior treat by far, 
hands down, you are incorrect. Wrong. So the no. other, the thing is, they now sell Mickey bars at grocery stores, which I think diminishes Mickey bars a little bit. Yeah, but I don't you think they're as good. You cannot get a Mickey waffle anywhere else. I know you say, hey, you can you can get a Mickey waffle iron. No. Mickey waffles are one of the the best things about going Incorrect. to the Disney theme parks. Incorrect. Every time I go, I have to have True. I, I have to have a Mickey ice cream bar too, but I have to have a Mickey waffle. There is something so delicious about them. There is something so amazing. They taste different. You can call me crazy. This is the only answer. If you think anything other than Mickey waffle, you are wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, I think this is the end of this podcast. Uh, we are we are now you're, announcing our, you're our, either team, our split. Let us know. You're either team Mickey Waffle or Mickey Bar. Let, it, let us know on Facebook. We should make a shirt. Team Mickey Waffle, team Mickey yes. Bar. Yes. We're go- I'm going to put a poll on Facebook. Head over to our Facebook, Enchanted Ears. Let us know where you follow this. I'm doing a poll. We need to know because team Mickey Waffles forever. I'm so All excited right. for you to get voted down. I'm going to win. No. All right. Only if you somehow like fix the results. All right. So the next one. So this, again, kind of snacks, but then a little curveball in it. All right. So you can either keep churros, Dole Whip, or all of food and wine. Okay. So I feel like up to this point, all of the choices have been relatively easy and not like life yeah. I affecting. Had to, I had to make one difficult. This I had one, to make one difficult. This one is heart-wrenching. Because, okay. This one's actually very easy as well. Uh, no, not for me. So here's the thing. Dole Whip, I love Dole Whip. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great treat. Um, I love having it. But it is not necessarily the thing I look forward to. I know a lot of people really love it. So um, that's not really... That, for me, would be third. But churros and... Third. Dole Whip is third. Oh, my. Okay. But churros and olive food and wine? I mean... The thing is, we don't live in an area where churros are very prolific. Um, you can't, you know, chur- you, you really can get churros. churros. You, you can really get churros. Love churros. You can get churros out and about and not in Disney. But for some reason, I know of like one place around here that we can get, I could get a churro. All right. So let me ask you, churros or Mickey bars? Are you dumping team Mickey bar for team churros? I'd take churros. Okay. So you're team churro. You're team churro forever. <laughs> just call okay. me churro. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I think churros, there's just something magical about churros because you have the the fried doughiness and then you have the sugar and then there's a, a cinnamon and you know me and cinnamon. Like I, I put it in my porridge or or put it in my porridge what are you the, the i don't know i don't eat three porridge. little bears now so know. goldilocks all right i was trying to pick something ridiculous like I will brussels say, sprouts would have been better i will say disney does have very good churros we have to to do this next time we go down but at the nomad lounge they have gluten-free churros which i swear when we went they gave us regular churros because they tasted so good i want to do a taste test next time we go of the regular churros versus the gluten-free ones because the gluten-free ones were like the best thing I've ever had. So Disney does do churros very well. You know what we should do? We should tell the like our waiter or bartender be like, "Hey, can you put them down? Don't tell us which is which, and then can we? We're, we're gonna try them and try to guess because they would totally probably be down for that." Yeah, we'll have to do that. Like, let us know after the fact. Yeah, yeah, to see if we can tell the difference. So, yeah. All right. So are you are you picking churros? Are you um, keeping okay. churros and getting rid of all of food and wine? Okay, so yeah, but then all of food and wine. So food and wine brings so many new 
and fantastic adventures for your mouth. I mean, it is just a complete, like almost religious experience of of a time of year, and it, and they keep extending it. You know, if it was only like a, well, couple- it started in July this year because they have nothing else going on, so they're just running food and wine all year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it used to be really short, and so you can make the argument, uh, you know, it's not that long. Churros are all all year round. But like food and wine, they always have these really cool, adventurous things and, they and they're small snacks. plates. Yeah. And that's kind of why I included it in this because it's a lot of small plates. Right. Stuff. So, you know, you can go and you can buy five or six small plates and you don't feel like you are just gorging yourself completely. And it is one of the better deals because you can get, they're like four or five dollars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, if you go to Disney, if you get even a quick service meal, you're looking at 15, 20 dollars. You can get three or four small plates from food and wine, which is probably more food than one quick service meal. And and like you said, you can kind of sample a lot of things. So it actually is a pretty good value. I think that's why it's so popular. Yeah. So I, All right, so what are you keeping? I, I'm still fighting with myself in my brain uh, over this one. Uh, I came into this podcast fully ready to pick churros, but there is something about food and wine. Um, food and wine definitely loses a little bit of its of its charm because now I am like eating vegetarian. I haven't been in Disney and, and tried to, to be a, like do that yet. But um, food and wine definitely they have a lot of really great meat dishes that I would not be able to touch. Uh, but also there's some really great vegetarian places and some new opportunities of foods to try that maybe I haven't tried before. So I. Uh, because of the fact that we could probably we could get a recipe at home and try to make our own churros well disney released the recipe so we could do that so you're keeping food and wine i'm gonna keep food and wine okay i think you know a lot of people are probably breathing a sigh of relief because i think there's probably a lot of listeners going well you have to keep food and wine like that's (laughs) like you can't get rid of something like that well i'm gonna tell you i'm getting rid of food and wine (gasps) so and this is this is it's it's like you killed santa claus or something (laughs) And this is more of like a personal taste thing because I, this may be not an blasphemy. Either. No, this may be blasphemy here. I I don't really care for that. There's food at Food and Wine. Like I'm not like I don't go there to try all the different foods. Can you describe my face right now? Uh, anger and disgust. I would say. Yes, because I, I think what probably a lot of people. So don't don't like stop the podcast here and just never <laughs> listen again. I, I like food and wine. I mean, I like everything that goes along with it, but I don't necessarily need, I, I don't need all those food options because I'm not someone that, like you said, is, is a very adventurous eater. So I'm not going like, oh, I need to go try all the different plates they have. I would much rather have Dole Whips. I think if I could- Dole Whip? Yeah, because Dole Whips are something you can't really get anywhere else. I mean, I guess- You can. Yeah, they're, yeah people say you can't, but it's something that's that's- quintessential to disney and i think if i went to the parks and i wasn't able to get a dole up in the same way that like if they told me they're never making mickey waffles again <laughs> the part part of like me would die inside i was gonna say part of your soul would yes just perish. it would like if i went to disney world and they're like we don't have mickey waffles anymore like it would be tainted for me. Like my trip would be Aww. not as good. And I know that sounds crazy. And I feel like dollops are kind of the Is same that a tear way. Running down your cheek yes, right a now. Yes, single tear. <laughs> and I feel like dollops are kind of the same way. It's something that is like so linked with Disney that if you're like, hey, there's no more Dole Whips, I think I would be I would be saddened by that. But if they said, hey, there's no more food and wine, I would be okay because 
Epcot is still Epcot's still Epcot even without food and wine. Like I don't see. I feel like food food and wine makes Epcot. Yeah, but but all those countries are always still there. They all they still have like you could still eat different meals and different dishes even without food and wine. You know, it definitely adds a level. I mean, I like the bands and stuff that come with it and and everything else that goes around with it. But I I would want to keep Dole Whip over food and wine. I feel like. Uh, this episode, I am losing a lot of fans with I, my choices and how because you, I think I'm picking probably things like I think again a lot of people are like you got to keep food and wine like this one's easy. Well, I was gonna say there's two of us, so maybe they can latch on to my choices or yeah, they pick the third choice and we're really losing everybody. Um, how how do you need to eat your your Dole Whip? Like what what is your your preferred method? Of I just like the regular whipping? Dole Whip. I don't I don't do the the floats. Just the regular Dole Whip. But do you like just plain Dole Whip or do you like the swirled Dole Whip? The swirl. Yeah, I was gonna the, say the Dole Whip. Swirl. I I I feel passionately about the correct way to Dole Whip, and that is no float. That kind of that's just too much. It's the pineapple juice is too yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's too much. Um, and then but you do the vanilla with the pineapple. It really helps to balance it out. It's a really great balance of flavors. So that is the way to to Dole Whip. Okay, the next one is Oga's Cantina, Sully Canteen, or Deluxe Burger. What do you think? All right, so we, we threw in one from Disney Springs. So I, I really like Deluxe Burger, and this is like a Disney – So I mean, um, it, it's a Disney-owned restaurant. So Disney Springs has a lot of restaurants from like outside third parties, but Deluxe is one they created. Oga's Cantina really is great. It's in Galaxy's Edge. It's great to go for the theming. You can't really get food there, though. It's really just drinks and a show, mm-hmm. and it's about kind of, you know, they want you in and out within half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, I think there's only, like, one food item, and it's like a, a nacho, some sort of dip yeah. kind of so situation. So I think, sadly, I'm going to have to get rid of that one, and just because, again, it's not really like a full-fledged restaurant. I mean, there, there was mm-hmm. rumors that they were going to have a, a real restaurant, a sit-down restaurant with a dinner show and everything there. I believe that got moved to the hotel now. Mm. That that's going to be part of the hotel. And it just got cut from Galaxy's Edge because they spent like 10 gajillion dollars on it to begin with. <laughs> exact figure? Yeah. <laughs> Rough numbers here. Um, what's a couple gajillion, you know, amongst friends? So I'm actually going to keep um, Sully Canteen, which is in Pandora. You are so surprising today. It's, it's, we've, we've gone there. I mean, Pandora is one of my favorite places to be in all of Disney World. Now, we've only been to Galaxy's Edge once, and I, I really enjoyed it, so I think that is one of my other favorite places, but we've been to Pandora a couple times now. There is something so incredibly magical about being in Pandora with that theming, and the Sully Canteen, again, it, it's a it's just it's a different style of food. They, yeah, I was going to say, make, the theming doesn't really go into the Sully Canteen, I don't feel like. It's, no, it does, because it's an old like base. It, it, it's mm. built into like an old base, but they have the food, and they, they have it, and it, it, they made it to look alien. They have that like cheeseburger mm, yeah. pod. They have the um, the like the bubble tea bubbles in, <laughs> in your food, and it's and it's really, I mean, it's it's pretty simple food. It's like a it's a you know bowls. It, it's kind of like one of um, you can pick like a noodle. You can pick a sauce. You can pick um, a it's protein. Almost, it's almost like a chipotle, or like, but or like those like Mongolian not. grills yeah. type thing. Um, and it's, I mean, it's really good food. And again, it's something unique that you can't get that kind of food elsewhere. And they really did, they themed the food again. They tried to make the food feel alien mm-hmm. while still, you know, being 
edible you know, food. Yeah, food <laughs> that food that you're used to. And they did a really great job of that of making it unique. And it, just something about being in there. I mean, we've the past couple of times we've gone when we're like, hey, where do you want to eat? Like, we we go there. Because we're like, let's go back yeah. to Sully Canteen. Because compared to some of the other stuff in Animal Kingdom, there particularly are, like the quick serves. Yeah, particularly the quick service. This is probably like the top quick service. If you have not been there um, in Pandora, definitely check it out. But I got to keep this one. I got to keep this one above the other ones. As much, you know, as losing Oga's Cantina would hurt. And Deluxe Burger again, that's great. They have good milkshakes and good food. If I'm at Disney Springs, that's kind of a a go-to place for us yeah, but that surprised me because you always want to go there yeah I'm, but i'm okay with losing that because i don't want to lose Sully canteen okay for me deluxe burger is um, like it's fine to get rid of um i can't remember if it's deluxe burger or what's that other place um shake shack i think it's shake shack actually so this isn't deluxe burger but I think Shake Shack, I feel like their um, milkshakes taste a little off. Uh, I know that's, yeah, that's not... Yeah, that's Shake Shack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so nothing that has nothing to do with Deluxe Burger, but so, um, I, yeah. Well, Shake Shack's out now, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shake, Shake Shack, I don't know. Anybody, t- hit us up if you think Shake Shack has weird tasting milkshakes, too. Um, but anyway, uh, Ogus Cantina, like you said, they don't really have food um their drinks are good we are not really big drinkers i definitely recommend going there though I yeah mean, it, it, is, it is it's really a good. cool experience yeah it's a really great experience so it's sad that it has to go though yeah if joe and i uh, agree on a food choice it's it's rare I, I just think that we can we both can agree on it we both can you know he can get something that's a little bit more plain i can get something that's a little more dolled up uh, and has some really interesting flavors in it i think that this is a runaway for Sully canteen yeah th- it is a great place I don't know if a lot of people know about it because it one, it's in Pandora and it's tucked all in the back of uh, Pandora, so I think it's probably pretty easy to miss because it you you have to, it's all in the back, so you have to go past the rides. Like if you're just going to ride a flight of passage, you're gonna miss this, mm. you know. So I think probably a lot of people don't even know it's back there, but it is really good. I I highly recommend it. Again, I love I love being in Pandora. Um, I think this is a great place to eat. All right, so the last one. So this isn't three. This is just an either or because I couldn't think of a third one to go with this. So you can either keep a fireworks dessert party or a character meal. And you can insert your favorite you know, character meal. I don't know if you want to say all character meals or all fireworks dessert parties. So let's do that. So which one are you keeping? Could you, would you never want to have another character meal or would you never want to have a fireworks dessert party again? Okay, so... I'm I'm gonna. I love the character meals. Uh, we did the Tusker House one. It was fantastic. They have Krispy Kreme donuts on there. And that was a breakfast one. Yes, that, that was, was a breakfast, breakfast one. Yeah. I love breakfast. They were really accommodating at the time. Whenever we went to that, I was gluten free, so I couldn't unfortunately eat the Krispy Kreme donuts. But they actually brought me out my own waffles. So if you're doing, if you have like a special food need, let them know, and they will accommodate you. Um, and mine came out way better than the ones that were on the uh, on the bar. But in a in a Corona world, uh, I'm not really sure how a lot of these character meals are going to play out. Well, they're it not makes... having character meals right now. I mean, right. really, there's no character meals right now. So let's so let's assume everything's back to normal because okay. I, I doubt they probably have dessert parties now either because there's no <laughs> I mean there's no fireworks so there's no dessert parties either. So so we're assuming everything's good. We can have we can have both of these again. So oh, what what are you keeping? Okay, but um, fireworks dessert party. So anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that I'm a huge sucker. In fact, I already said it earlier for dessert. So um, and a lot of times with these dessert parties, you get 
prime seating. You don't have to arrive really early. You do. That's the thing. You get you get reserved seating to see the show. Plus, you get desserts. Right. You know, if somebody's going to give me some some desserts, something sweet to eat, and I get a really nice spot to view the the fireworks show from, and I don't have to, you know, arrive, uh, you know, an hour and a half early to get a prime seat. I'm all in on that. So that would be my choice, the uh, fireworks show with the dessert party. Yeah, see, I, I kind of went back and forth on this one. I think I'm going to lean towards the character meals. Okay. You know, the, the fireworks show, I think you can get a good spot even without it. Yes, dessert party's nice. But again, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think compared to the character meals, I really did like seeing the characters. And, and we don't have kids. Like, I think if you had kids, probably the character meals are like a no-brainer. Yeah. And that's why I think initially I was going to say, hey, character meals could go. I mean, we don't have kids. It's not like we need to see the characters. But I think there is something cool about We like the seeing them, though. Yeah. Even, even as an adult, the kid inside of you love seeing those yeah characters. i was gonna say there's something about disney that brings out that that inside inner child like when i met rafiki i literally was geeking out like he was a, a celebrity yeah, you couldn't talk yeah so i mean you know there's a certain amount of suspension of disbelief that you can you can almost engage in in a disney park as an adult that is really fun and i, I know that probably a lot of the, our listeners absolutely know exactly what i'm talking about because you wouldn't probably be listening to a disney park unless or a disney podcast unless you knew what we were talking about Right. Unless you stumbled upon this and think this is like, um, you know, a true crime podcast. Um, and then you've listened for like 30 minutes and realized, I, I, when are they going to get to the true crime part here? Enchanted severed ears. <laughs> Van Gogh, a Van Gogh podcast. So, yeah, but I, so I think I'm going to keep the character meals because I, I do think, again, I kind of going back to what is what is kind of the essence of Disney and having the characters, I think, is, is more the essence. I think if I never had a dessert party at a fireworks show again, I think I would be fine with that. But I think I would miss the fact that you can't do character meals. I mean, I think, you know, the fact now, again, you're kind of talking and we're saying, hey, once, you know, in a pre or post coronavirus world, I mean, you know, now the fact that they, they don't have the character meals, again, I think that you kind of do lose something. I mean, you know, Disney mm-hmm. not being able to see the characters, that's, I mean, that's part of the fun. I mean, part of our time in the parks is, going oh hey goofy's out or who you know pluto's out let's go get a picture with them and and i think the fact that you know that's not out now you you do lose a little bit so i think if they would get rid of character meals altogether uh, i think that would be what i would be most sad about so i think that's kind of how i looked at it it's like if they announced no more dessert parties or no more character meals which one would i miss the most so i'm sticking with uh with the character meals all right. So unlike with the Mickey waffles, you are correct about this. Um, I think that yeah, the so dessert you're change your mind. Yeah, the dessert party is a nice added bonus, but I think that there is something that is above and beyond with the character meals and the fact that they're accessible, the fact that you don't have to wait in line to see them, the fact that you they're an awesome opportunity just to interact with the character. So. I hate to do this. I hate to be like flip flop, but you know, part of being an adult is to do your research, to listen to other opinions, and to change your opinion when I'll you say, think I've you're made wrong. I've made some persuasive arguments. I've, you I've did. I think changed I... your mind on a few yeah. this week, so but not on Mickey Waffles and yes. Mickey Bars. So let us know. That is the big debate after this: <laughs> Team Mickey Waffle or Team Mickey Bar. So that that's all of them. Let us know uh, what your thoughts are. I'm sure. Again, we had some unpopular opinions. I know me axing food and wine probably lost a lot of fans um based i kept on this. it though so again yeah I, I think i think there's gonna be a lot of people that are on your side and 
probably because are, I'm are the screaming one. at me going <laughs> forward. But but yeah, but let, let us know uh, you know what, what you think, which ones we got wrong. You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on Instagram, Enchanted Ears on Facebook. You can also uh, send us a message on our website, EnchantedEars.com. You can contact us that way as well and let us know. And again, go on Facebook. I'm going to put a poll up to find out Team Mickey Waffles, Team Mickey Bar. We will announce the results uh, on next week's show. So I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating or a review if you haven't yet. That, that really helps. Uh, and also, you know, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. You know, We really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. And uh, have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs>